Yeah, what we talking about? Mighty melanin and medicine. I'm in my element. Plus I'm heaven sent. Yeah, what we talking about? Mighty melanin and medicine. I'm in my element. Plus I'm heaven sent. to practice i've been there she's an hour away from me she's an hour away from me okay uh-huh. and braylon been here all day and you want to leave i told him we have to record at eight o'clock Bray, first of all uh-huh. braylon wasn't even at the house when i got back let's oh, start no. there Where were you? Braylon, he was still in line getting his chipotle <laughs> you can't control the traffic though like he tries <laughs> no don't uh-uh don't do that because the thing is the thing is chipotle is the only chipotle in our area so it's no chipotle anywhere else i have to drive 15 minutes just to reach a chipotle oh my god but you had all day atlanta and might be 30. <laughs> don't do that Darrell. don't every, do that and everybody in yes. Cobb county drives to this chipotle Sis. So what am I supposed to do? Don't tell me what I'm supposed to do. You're supposed hmm. to get your food earlier, okay? You already know all I of this stuff. I tried doing that, and they just ended up giving my food later. So anywho, <laughs> anywho, guys, <laughs> this is what we're dealing with right now. <sighs> we we exhaled at the same time, Terika. I think we're I'm both just not like, yeah, I'm we there. Over it. I'm over it because these <laughs> men don't understand. They, they don't. But hey, but check this out. Check this out. When I when I got here, we both took our baths, but think about it. She hadn't even had her shower, so she wasn't ready neither. I had just walked. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't ready neither. First Yo, of all. Not even neither. No, no, no. You weren't even ready neither, no, baby. No, no, no. Not even neither. Not neither. Let me tell you how the Lord looked out. Because, you know, I had literally just walked in the house when Akita texted me. Akita said, hey, can you do 8.30? I mean, 7.30, my time? I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because, listen, <laughs> I was not ready. Because Kita wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. I was ready, but you over here at the gym. I had to do, I had to, my, baby, my butt looks so flat on I, that picture I, you posted. I believe it does. That's I okay. I've been telling, telling you to get in the gym, but you don't want to listen to me. <laughs> you want to listen to Instagram, though. Whatever works, works. I'm not complaining. Oh, my God. Yeah. I stopped doing squats. I was like really adamant about doing my squats, doing my workout. And we were on a whole like seven week program and everything. The girl, the seven week program stopped and I stopped too. And now I'm over here with a pancake booty because it's just. I got a pancake booty and a booty do. My stomach stick out more than my booty do. Like I literally was putting on my workout pants and I was like, oh my God, what is that? Why, why is it so good shit? <laughs> You do, and Darrell's been working out, and I'm like low key a hater because, and I, I can admit it because it's like you can't be fine. We're supposed to be going to the beach. You can't be fine without me. Like, what? Mm. <laughs> I can't let you out of time. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm trying to tell Braylon. I'm like, listen, what? What? you gotta match my fly. What you finna tell? You me? gotta match my Ooh, fly. What you finna tell me? Body, body, and outfit, and all. Like, you know. What I'm 
match the black. I'm letting you know right now. Huh? I'm, 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 Actually, I'm coming on top of this one. What? No, this is for real because let Say me tell you. Truthful. No, this is for real. Okay. Real. Okay. I didn't appreciate how you did my sis on Instagram. Let's start there. Her glasses were fly, okay? No, they weren't. The glasses were they trash. were fly. No, the glasses were not trash. She rocked it and she rocked it well. Well, that's the thing though. You see, I said she rocks, she's rocking them well, but the glasses are still trash. But they're not. She did had she, that drip. Did she make the glasses Thank look you. good? She made them look good, but. I'm talking about like, you know what I'm saying? When you, once you get to a certain point in life, you can make something trash look good. I feel insulted and complimented all in one, like, breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. That's what drip is. Drip is being able to take, you know, the, the shopping, the thrift, the thrift store stuff and make it look good. That doesn't mean it's not trash. Speaking of matching fly, let's get down to the real nitty gritty of why we're here today. So. Why are we here, Peter? Okay, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so the last time Terika and I were talking, we were basically talking about um, relationships and dating as a professional or dating while we were in school. And we really like was in our bag, like high key was in our bag, like spin gems really? and stuff. Listen, like the fries at the bottom, you feel me? <laughs> no, they were real gems. Rubies, <laughs> diamonds. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, so Tarek and I were talking and we were like, like literally in the middle of the podcast, we're like, oh, we should get a male perspective. And so we were kind of like chopping it up with the, you know, and then we were like, oh, let's get Darrell and Braylon on and see what their perspective of it is. And that's how y'all ended up here. Here y'all go. So welcome to our show. Oh, I'm glad to know that I'm value. (laughs) Your opinion matters. (laughs) is that really true (laughs) wow i learned something by coming on to this uh podcast that is really Braylon. really okay so yeah so but yeah for real thanks for joining us on the show i'm sure we've got a great word for the people or y'all have a great word for the people i hope y'all got a great word for the people so too i hope darrell is like Playing his video game on his phone. No. We do I not have not his undivided no, no, sir. No, sir. Hey, no. what you playing, bro? Playing. playing this Bleach uh, Immortal Souls. There's really like a couple of things I had to do and then I would be done. But, you know, now I've been interrupted so I can't finish. So I'm just going to stop. How about that? Thank you. See I how appreciate my, it. See how my opinion didn't matter? No, your opinion matter. What it you were doing. It does matter. Did. Yeah, your opinion does matter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all listen to that when y'all listen to this. Again, that <laughs> Y'all can hear what I heard. He learned something new today, too. He learned something new today, too. <laughs> Our opinion matters, Daryl. That is just... Wow. Speaking of your opinion mattering, though, so y'all's opinion does matter because we wanted to know from y'all perspective how it was or how it is dating women who are healthcare professionals. So that's a really great segue into our first topic. Yeah, it is. Would you like to speak on that? Sure, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, dating a professional, or in particular, a healthcare professional. Well, so, we's married now. Yeah, we married. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still date. You never uh, start go, dating. Right, right. Yeah, you never start dating. dating. Yeah, we, let's, go, let's go back uh, to the undergrad years at UAB. Uh, go Blazers. Go Blazers. <laughs> but, but um, 
I remember uh, Terika when I met her. Uh, she was in nursing school. And uh, when we started dating, uh, I noticed that uh, nursing school, it, it requires a lot of time. And when you're dating someone that is in a major or looking to be in that profession, you have to find something to acquire your time as well. So uh, that's that was one of the main challenges in undergrad. But uh, of course, now and now that we're married, living in the same house is it's pretty much easier because you got responsibilities everywhere. So, yeah. I'm sure that it still comes with like challenges, though, because Terika works like long hours. And then I know one day I was texting. She's like, yeah, I'm charting. So how do you like navigate that or how how is that in the relationship? Well, take care of something else. That's in the take care of something else um, for the house or uh, more than likely I have something else to finish uh, for work. Like right now, I'm pretty sure uh, if you're not in the healthcare field and the clinics or in the hospitals, if you're in the uh, business world, you're working from home. So uh, that's that's my lane. That's what I'm doing. So um, I'm either taking care of something for work or I'm doing something around the house. And let me add, because he's like very good about doing things around the house. I We've know. always been, Ooh. hold up. Don't get too don't get too excited. Don't get too excited because no because. What's she gonna say? Anywho, no seriously. Um, it was it wasn't always like that though. So I remember having to have like conversations, or I would have to get upset initially because we have always worked well as a team, but. He got just a little bit relaxed, okay? Just a little bit. Yeah, so he wasn't like doing the things that he once was doing or started off doing. Like, you know, initially in the marriage or even in our relationship, we've always worked well as a team. So, you know, one person cooks, the other person's washing dishes. One person's washing the clothes, the other person's folding. That's just kind of how we operated in our household. And I feel like that's what made us a great unit and still makes us a great team. However, I don't know which one of his little friends he was talking to what? that has told him he didn't have to do that. But I would come home and it's like literally... I would come home. I would still have to prep food and cook. And I'm like, I would have to ask him like, okay, could you please at least do the dishes? Like I've cooked, you know, all of that stuff. And yeah. that kept going on for a while. And I'm like, Graylin, okay. Cause I started like getting irritated. irritated. I, yeah, I just started getting annoyed because I was like, okay, it wasn't like this. Now this is what you're doing. So, you know, cause you please you know, maybe have dinner prepared or something while I'm at work. I'm working, you know, 10 hour, 12 hour shifts. And I got to come home and finish my charting. And on top of that, still had to make sure you're fed or we're fed, you know? And mm -hmm. so that got a little bit difficult. And that is something that we had to, I feel like just work through and come, you know, in agreements, Whoa, come wow. to an agreement. But that's what I'm saying. yeah, but he doesn't do, oh, he's gotten like a lot better and I haven't had to ask, you know, hardly so for too much. Yeah. So how did y'all come to that, like, understanding? Like, was it just like a simple conversation? Like, okay, listen, this is what it is. And like, I'm going to switch it up. So I'm going to need you to switch it back. <laughs> so, like my girl, Janae Iko says, when I come get on. mad, I get big mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't, I can't believe this. Why are y'all slandering my man like this? We're not slandering. We're not slandering at all. No slander. I'm like, I don't slander. I am proud of him and what he's what he yeah. has come to be. But this is because other people I know probably may be going through or, you know, have the same issue or something like that. Hey. But at any rate, I literally would have to get up. Like, I, I would be upset and it would get to the point where I would like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to say anything. So now I'm just around here, you know, like, doing my dishes or but i'm doing it with an attitude almost so now he knows okay something's wrong like you know what i'm saying right like she right. is not happy he is not a happy camper so it was just days of having that we finally have a conversation to sit down i'm like okay could you please like at least you know if i am at work could you at least try to maybe have dinner done and vice versa like when i'm off like those are my days to cook, you know what I'm saying? So, or to right. clean or just to do household things. So we alternate and we actually like created a schedule or a plan that works for our household. Right. And I think and the, we- the big thing that you said that's really, really important and to emphasize is that that's what works in your household. So like for the listeners, don't get so bogged down in like thinking that, okay, this is what works and this is what has to be done. But it's like, you have to understand what works for each individual couple and how to navigate that. Because on the flip side, so Braylon was the one tripping on your end. It, it, it may have been me over here. No, I had to check. Oh, you were the one tripping? <laughs> so, no, so no, it happened. No, no. We got to go back to my side. I ain't even. Hold up. I'm man. sorry. He, he's got to have a rebuttal. Oh, Come on. Look, you have you the floor. You don't need rebuttals, sis. Come on. You have the floor. Yeah, we- <laughs> You may be exiting this podcast off uh, unhappy tonight, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, but you know, sometimes uh, what Terika just explained, it is true. Sometimes I have my off days. I have my off weeks sometimes because you know, I'm uh, my face is uh, buried in the computer screen, and you know when I. Uh, turn away from that computer screen. I'm like, man, I'm finna binge watch this anime. I'm finna binge watch uh, these TV shows. So, you know, work can be turned and it can be turned for you too. But, you know, I do cook a lot. So I'll cook one day. And then the next few days, when it comes time for Terika to cook, Terika don't cook. I do have those days. No, I do have those days. She didn't mention that now, did she? I have. Tell the the whole story, King. (laughs) (laughs) She left some stuff out now. She left some stuff out now. There are are always three sides to a story: his side, her side, and the truth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I do. I have. I have had those days. And the same story with the dishes too. But we gonna leave it alone. So what's, what's going on? so what's going on over there? This I'd be tired. <laughs> I've yeah. gotten better, don't you think so, baby? She'd be tired now. I'll be trying to hear it. Like everybody tired. Yeah, but everybody can't work through it. Everybody can't push through it. You know, like right. others can. Oh, right. And remember, it was the same conversation that you and I had. Like when we did the podcast, just us two. It was like I had to recognize and realize that I still wore a different hat. When I came home, you know, there was still work to be done, irrespective that I, who, a baby not gonna care in the future. And he don't care that I worked 10 hours, eight hours. I still have an obligation because of the commitment that I chose to make. And I had mm. to like drill that into my head and understand that. And there are still days that I fall short, 
But I do think that overall it's gotten better, but it literally had to start with the mindset because when I tell you your girl wanted to come home and go to sleep and baby at the last job that I was working, when I had to come home and chart, I ain't have time for nobody. Like, no, I'm going to chart and go to sleep. So yeah, it was literally like a shift in my mindset that had to happen. Yeah. So, so, oh, well, I was going to say how you wanted it. Oh yeah. 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 So uh, we just had a conversation about priority. That was my big thing because, um, I understand the work, but at some point in time, you always make time for what you want to do when it's a high enough priority. And I had to really remind her that there's only one priority level that I'll accept. Anything below that just isn't going to work for me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to force you do, to do anything you don't want to do, but I am going to let you know that this is where stands at so you know set the standard she, she got right with it you know she made her decision said you know what she wanted to keep going this way so she went ahead and did what she needed to do yeah mm. and so what did you have to do differently then akita because <laughs> real um, has set the standard for you okay he said listen it's yeah, and he would not bow down like he literally <laughs> said this is what my expectation is and you, either you're gonna get right or get left you feel me like <laughs> Because I'm not expecting nothing less. And I'm like, I'm a little bratty, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't never really had to work hard. Like, what you mean I got to work hard? (laughs) And so, um, like I said, it it had to start with my mindset. The same mindset that I had with the dedication to, okay, you got to grind through it and finish nursing school. You're going to have to work these seven, eight, nine, ten ten days straight when you're in grad school and working full time. Like, it's almost like kind of operating in that same mentality and eventually you kind of get used to 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 operating in that standard you know what i'm saying like i said it's not perfect like i still come home and i'm like i am just beat up like i'm tired um but for the most part like mentally it is where it starts so if you can overcome it mentally whatever challenge that you're faced with i feel like the physical follows for me mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing what's mm-hmm. that as well as um i'm just not remembering the way the conversation went another big thing of it was akita was the type that she would in so many words overwhelm herself to the point to where she had to have what she calls akita days akita days are basically days where she doesn't she turns her phones off her phone off she doesn't talk to anybody she just relaxes right Mm -hmm. so my point was i asked her well why is it that you get so stressed out to where you have to have a reset day that's not the best in my opinion management point because for you to get to a point where you have to have a reset, that means you've been overloaded. How can you better manage everything to where you don't even have to have a reset point? Because I understand the reset point from time to time. But if your reset point is every week, every two weeks, what's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So let me so, tell you. Okay, go ahead. Because I was going to touch on that too. And I can probably I, piggyback off of what you say. Right, right. So basically how I started looking at it, and you know, I talked to you about that before, like I have my Akita days, but like what I turned them into is Akita into real day. <laughs> but anyway, so I I realized, and we've, we've said it before, I realized that I couldn't operate from an empty cup. Like I couldn't keep pouring from a half full cup. And so instead of working until my cup was almost depleted, I never let my cup run empty now, you know, or if I feel like it's getting low, I, I don't over stretch myself often or as often as I used to. Like I say no a lot more. I've let go like whatever relationship. I don't care who it is. Mama, daddy, sister, brother. I don't care. Like if it's toxic to me, 
I'm probably not going to put up with it as much as I used to. And I think that just getting away from and, you know, none of those. I, I haven't fortunately had to cut any of those things. But in my mind, mentally, it's like it does not matter who you are. You're not going to bring toxicity into my into my life because it puts a stress on me and then it puts stresses on everything else. I can't help anyone else if I'm not operating at my full capacity. And once I realized that, I re- like, so when Darrell said I was very resistant, Terika, I was like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I can have my eight days. This is what I've been doing. This is how I cope with it. Like, I, you know, and then I realized like, oh, this is, this is what he means. Okay. All right. Okay. I got it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally can um, agree with you, Akita, because and actually, like you said, we have had that conversation. Well, one of the reasons I feel like real and Braylon, why we both are probably overwhelmed is because we had such a difficult time initially learning how to say no. Um, didn't know how to say no to family, didn't know how to say no to friends. And I believe upon our conversation, we both, you know, decided and agreed upon the fact that we need basically to reset ourselves. We need days to ourselves and that we need to also take care of us before we can do all of these other tasks and all of these other things for other people. For me personally, I always had, I, I was, I always felt like, you know, I could handle everything that was like thrown my way. And a lot of my friends joke and they're like, oh my gosh, you're a superwoman. And, you know, it's because I really found myself partaking in everything. Um, And now Braylon, you know, sees that I'm not able to handle all of that. You know, I put on this tough, tough front, like, yeah, I got it, no problem. But no one ever sees me break a sweat. But, you know, behind closed doors with Braylon, you know, I am crying my eyes out because I'm so overwhelmed. And so that's not healthy. That's not a healthy space to be in. And so, you know, I've just really had to learn how to be okay with not showing up to every event, you know, not giving myself to other people um, without first taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, well, I was just going to say they see it. Like if no one else see it, your significant other sees it like. And they see it better and more clear than any other person that you're saying yes to. So I I think that 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 made the difference. And you don't even realize how tired you were until somebody like pulls you to the side and be like, yo, you need to chill. Like what you got going on? And yeah, yeah. Braylon, you was going to say something? Yeah, something else to add to that, um, especially when you all come home, uh, Akita and Darrell, y'all may be able to agree with this, but uh, when when you come home uh, from a tough day at work and then you have to uh, God bless all of our friends, but you have to listen to your friends conversations and they putting all their problems on you asking mm-hmm. about um, <clears throat> basically telling them about their life problems, their situations. And you just trying to uh, trying to analyze the best way to approach this for them. And mm-hmm. this your off time. You are work. You're supposed to be chilling, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's another uh, that's another issue. I I usually tell Terika, look, you need, when you come on, you just put your phone on, do not disturb. You you don't have to listen to these conversations all the time. Of course, you're supposed to be there for your friends, but right every time every time you are work, come on, right. But I think I think Braylon, like when you're in it, you don't realize how taxing and how um 
how much energy it requires when you're in the in the thick of it, you know? When you're listening to those conversations and you're trying to be there for your friend, you don't realize how much energy it's actually requiring of you until like four days later and you're like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like I just, I'm mentally exhausted. And you don't realize that, you know, and it's nothing against whatever friend that is that's calling, but you don't realize that. I mean, even, even mom, you don't realize that it was like, oh dang, I just had a conversation with my mom and she's really worried about X, Y, and Z. Um, and it's like you, you carry that burden for those people and you expend energy doing that. And that's how you end up running on exhaust and on fumes. You know, it's almost like a car and like you're letting your tank get empty. So, yeah, yeah basically, I feel you like- just need, yeah, basically, you just need to recognize what your limit is. Right. Mm-hmm. And try and stray away from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because I have like, you know been in this relationship for so long and Braylon has had to see me be there for everybody else. And what's crazy is I haven't necessarily always had those same people be there for me. And Mm -hmm. I never knew what my limit was. And so he would see it and he was like, you know, he would just be like, Terrica, no, stop answering your phone. Don't even respond. Like, yeah. you know, no. And so that's something that, you know, I'm thankful for. He's been able to just kind of help me realize the damage that I'm doing to myself by allowing everybody, you know, to pour everything onto me when I'm struggling and stressing about certain things myself. Right. Yeah. And I think Darrell, like one of the conversations that me and Darrell have too, is like, don't be so accessible to everybody. And we haven't like, blatantly had that type of conversation but just like the different conversations we had that's kind of the theme behind it like your accessibility should kind of be limited because that's how you end up spreading yourself so thin and like you said like you make yourself so accessible to all of these people you do it for your patients you do it for your family members you do it for your friends and I think you and I are kind of on the same wave form Terika where it's like we don't just have like one best friend (laughs) where it's like oh yeah and then I don't really hang out with people that much like we have a plethora like a whole slew of friends line sisters sorority sisters like you know what I'm saying and so we, we try to be there for everyone and operating that capacity for everyone and I think like having conversations with especially Darrell and realizing I can't be everything for everybody and like really you you really can't be everything for most people like <laughs> there is no right. way there is no way because with with each relationship comes a responsibility even as we get older and being best friends there is a responsibility that you owe that person as a best friend and I've had to learn that along the way you know and mm-hmm. just understanding that and understanding like it's just hard to have a thousand people in your inner inner circle and for the long for the longest i had like 20 best friends <laughs> no they're all my I best friends there. what do you mean yeah, yeah i've been there and i told her very early on when she told me this list i was like them ain't your best friends like, <laughs> no not, no no disrespect to them but it's just like it don't work like that there's not yeah. enough energy to outpour into it yeah um but another thing to add on to uh what she was saying was another big part in my opinion is you have to be okay and realize that it's not a sign of weakness to admit to yourself and especially to your spouse that you can't handle everything. Um, too many times, especially as black people, men, women, and kind of as a whole in general are looked at as you have to 
always be two, three times better than the next person's for you to be able to make it. And although that definitely rings true, you have to admit to yourself when you're running empty, because if you don't, then you're going to eventually crash. And when you crash, you know, sometimes crashing is just a side effect that only affects you. Sometimes crashing affects a lot of people. So you always want to avoid that situation and you can't avoid it if you don't, if you're not honest with yourself. It's almost like, you know, working out and, and injuring a body part or injuring a muscle and not being honest with yourself about your injury. You're just going to keep working through. You're just going to make it worse. Eventually, you're going to get to the point where you can no longer, not only can you no longer work out, but you're going to have to take an extended amount of time off. And that's what you want to avoid. So, you know, you mentioned running empty, but for someone who's just oblivious to the fact that they may be running on empty, like how are, what are the signs that you can recognize or, you know, know that you are running on empty? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say the one off the top is you're, you get to a point where you're not, you don't have the energy to do the normal things that you do. So it's not always about running empty doesn't always look like, oh, I have these extra things on my plate and I can't do the extra things. Running empty looks like I have my set core routine. This is what I normally do in my comfort zone. And all of a sudden you find yourself not making time or not being able to do your normal things. Um, you normally hang out with your spouse, watch TV. A perfect example, something so simple as I normally get, go, get home, get off work, Take a shower, decompress by watching TV. All of a sudden, you realize that you've gone two weeks without getting off work and decompressing by watching TV. That's a sign that there's probably something going on that's taking up so much time that you're getting close to running on empty because that's your normal routine. And although your normal routine may be upset by um, doing things maybe once or twice, so you know, during a certain extent, a certain period of time, it shouldn't be an extended period of time. Um, I'm trying to think what was a good example when Akita was running on empty. Um, I was sleeping a lot. She was definitely sleeping a lot, but that's, and that's kind of like her. Uh, that's her thing anyway, I feel like. <laughs> crisis mode. When she gets in crisis mode, she's going to start sleeping. Yeah. Um, but not eating. Like she would be like, oh, I did. I forgot to eat today. How do you forget to eat? I still ain't figured that out. <laughs> I ain't never forgot to eat. There's one. Oh, hey, look, I'm telling you right now. There's Man. a couple of things. Guarantee you will always happen when I'm at work, and I promise you, eating's one of them. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. I, I promise you, I'm gonna eat. I don't care if I gotta stop. Like, hey, look, stop. That's why I couldn't be a doctor. I'd be stopping mid surgery. No, I'm about to get this sandwich, and when I come back, hey, not like, during surgery, that's, baby. That's why I couldn't be a doctor. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. Like, they, there's a lot of things that y'all can take out of my schedule for me to do when it comes to getting the job done. I'm gonna eat every time because I there's no point in me being tired and hungry. I, can't, I, can't, I really can't function now. Like I can yeah, function, I'm tired. I can't function, I'm tired and hungry. You got to pick one. I can either be hungry and full of energy, or tired and not hungry. You have to pick. But um, that's one of the things that she was doing. Um, she was also there was a lot of times where we would there's a certain amount of time that we would normally spend that we weren't spending. And you know, as a spouse, it's very easy to see it for you because you're the one that's typically the one that's uh being affected by the change. You're the one that's the, the one that knows it first. Mm-hmm. And you know, just creating that open line of dialogue, because I remember, I don't know if this is the same for you, Braylon, but when I, for some reason, Akita doesn't listen to me, which is odd, because I'm batting 100%. We're like a year and a half in, you know, a year and eight months. I'm still, if I've been wrong, have I been wrong about the moment? Yes. What was it? I, I'll ask me later. 
I don't remember. I, I, so how many times? I, I, I mean, I, I got to be shooting ninety percent at minimum. <laughs> so like when I say something, it's typically a I'm typically more normally right because I observe it a lot. But Akita just doesn't believe it for some reason. She just always believes no, that's not true. I'm like okay. I believe it more now. Well, I mean, trial and error will set a lot of people right. So you know. Braylon, does Terika listen to you? Do you listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> that um, I'll take no for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> why not Terrica? so no here's the thing i'm usually actually fussing at braylon for him to listen to me because mm. more often than not i have been right mm. in situations in which he could have listened to me and i could have <clears throat> saved him a bunch of time and a bunch of trouble and so <laughs> that's really the only thing. It's actually it's actually flipped. I just feel like it is flipped. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I just like to see. I like to see. Yeah, I can be so sure. About, I I can be so sure about something and still be wrong. But it's not all the time. And still be wrong. It ain't all the time. But, you know, sometimes I be right. <laughs> sometimes I'm right. No, Terica, when do you know that like you're running on fumes or you're running empty? So actually, for the most part, I don't know. Um, what's crazy is I usually rely on Braylon to tell me. Um, Braylon, so Braylon, how do you know? Yeah. How do I know that I'm running on exactly? Anything? Well, exactly what Darrell said. Uh, during our during our free time, uh, for example, when we're possibly watching TV or we're taking a drive to go get some food or whatever, I just noticed that Terry will fall asleep. She'll fall asleep in the car. Any episode she watch, she can be the best TV show on the world. She 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 falling asleep on that couch. So yeah, or she um, usually when uh, we would be in a good mood, she'll be kind of down, and she'll mention something about whatever situation it is. Like, oh, I can't believe this happened, and I'm just like, well, it ain't got nothing to do with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important reminder. <laughs> that, uh, hey, hey, be hey, be there for support, but don't don't, yeah, he, don't harp on it. He's always telling me that. But for those who don't know me and you're listening to this podcast, I'm typically a pretty happy and bubbly person. Now I do have my moments. Akita probably can attest to that. Um, but no, I'm generally like pretty happy go lucky. And so there'll be times maybe when I'm at home. And I am just silent. I guess that's how maybe I know. Like, I just am like in a mood where I don't feel like conversing. I I don't have anything to say because my mind is so wrapped around maybe something that happened earlier that day or some some news that I got or something like that. I don't know how to just kind of take things in and, and let it be. I do tend to harp on it. And occasionally... I guess I, I do have those moments where I will just have a full like breakdown where I just cry. Like, I guess maybe that's the only thing that I could say I recognize um, because I will just and it's like I can't stop. Like, I don't even I can't even tell you why I'm crying. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's kind of like, OK, obviously something's going on. I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm bawling my eyes out right now. Yeah, girl. So let me tell you, I hate crying. Darrell, how many times have you seen me cry? I don't know. I mean, I don't really be counting. Has it been a lot, though? I mean, I don't know. It depends on your definition of a lot. Like, probably more than five. You think so? Yeah. I need to hide it a little bit better. 
Okay, but listen, I, I know, and that was the point. So I hate crying. I'm full of water, like very emotional, but I hate it. I cannot stand it. One time me and Darrell were talking about something, and girl, I literally cried for every bit of like three seconds. Like I'm talking about bawling my eyes out for like three seconds, and I literally said, okay. And he was like, Kita, what the like what was that? <laughs> I used to stop crying in the middle of like a full-on sob. And I was like, I just I don't like to cry. Like I, I cannot stand it. Like I hate it. Ooh, I hate crying. And I can't help it because I'm emotional. Like I'm really, really mm-hmm. but that was a good point. Like I think that some people are able to recognize that they are um running on E because they get really emotional. You know what I'm saying? They start experiencing emotions that they're not typically used to experiencing. Like you and I have a pretty similar personality. So typically like I'm really happy-go-lucky too. And for me, I think I get a little bit more irritable. Like, like, yeah. Like Darrell be talking to me and I just be rolling my eyes. Oh, that's me. That's me. Braylon gets it so bad. Man, like what did I do? That's when you gotta let them know. Uh-uh, uh-uh, take that attitude somewhere else. Yeah. Don't be upset with me. Take that back to the workplace. Drop it off. Drop it off. Man to you. Drop it off. <laughs> we don't mean about, it, y'all. About the guys though, like y'all don't run empty like we do. Um, I mean, I suppose it's kind of it's, it's so I'll be very honest. Running empty is pretty rare for me, but that's not because I don't ever run empty. It's just because. I do a pretty good job of like checking, doing like mental checks for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely make sure to try not to stretch myself too thin. Like I did that when I was in grad school, I was doing computer science, masters, bioinformatics specialization. I was working 50 hours a week between set between Friday and Monday. I like the way I knew was um, I'm a big gamer. I play video games. I went, I think probably 10 months without even turning my PlayStation on. Like I remember thinking to myself, I need to just turn it on just to make sure the dust isn't settling inside. And I remember the, I remember how that time frame went and I got me, you know, it was grad school. You just kind of grind through it, but I just have no desire to really get back in that mode. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very diligent about planning out, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? I'm a very big time person. If something takes up too much of my time, I very quickly start um, reasoning. Is this worth the amount of time it's taking up? I have no problem telling no. I'm the youngest child, which I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But also, my parents told me no a lot, so I guess kind of just trickled down. (laughs) I have no. I've never had problems telling people no. Like don't get me wrong, I'd go as far as I can to do something for you. And there's a lot of times where I've put myself in situations where I knew something was not going to work out well, and I said yes anyway, trying to be nice. And sure enough. I was right. And it didn't work out well. And I'm looking at myself like, Darrell, you're stupid because you should have known better. But outside of that, um, you know, you got to make sure you always have time. Like I always make sure that I have my set things that refresh me, that recharge me. One is playing video games. One is sleep. Um, I'm a big person of, look, work can always be there. There's no point in me trying my best to always finish with work completely finished because it's going to be there for me tomorrow. So once I kind of got that understanding, I'm no, it's never a problem for me to take a day off work. It's never a problem for me to take a sick day off work. It's never a problem for me to take a half day sleep in. Like I do very quick checks. If I feel like I'm starting to get low, okay, check this. this. The first thing that I'm typically going to cut 
not always, depending on what I, how busy I am. But if I am able to cut work and like have a half day or a full day for myself, I'm going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And I am fortunate because in my field, I'm able to do that. Everybody's not able to do that. But that's one of the first things I cut. The second thing would probably be some type of social activity. I try not to cut out working out. Working out is one of those things that really does refresh me, even though I some days you just really don't feel like doing it. But a part of that is also I was an athlete. So I was on a structured workout schedule for 10 years. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of something that I roll into pretty well. But those are really the big things. Like sometimes you just got to treat yourself. You know what? Hey, let me go get this uh, large milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, but life's about the simple things, you know? Mm-hmm, um, right. Sometimes you just got to go out and get that dessert because, you know, life's short. Four or five pairs right. of shoes in one day. <clears throat> How yeah. Mm. Boy, I heard about How that. I heard about that. But, um, just, just know I so, got some fire. <laughs> but, uh, Braylon, you know what? I don't think he really realizes when he's running empty. So Braylon's a professional as well, just like Darrell um, and Akita and I. And he was actually in school to get his master's um, in health informatics um, using yeah, a data yeah. analytics track. I know. Um, but I feel like that was probably one of the most difficult times or moments in his life. And he did not know how to handle it because at the same time, that was when he was going through um, his job. He was doing some type of training or was kind of new to, you know, the role that he had to take on. And there was a whole issue with that. But anywho, Braylon, from my perspective, typically just shuts down. Like he will just walk around here and not talk. I actually think there was a period where I would come home We were living in another state then, but I would come home and, you know, from work or whatever, and Braylon would be home. He would hop right into his schoolwork. And do y'all know, like, Braylon would not even, like, speak to me. Like, Braylon did not talk to me. Wow, come home, man. Yeah, he would just come home at at the thought, at the fact that he then had to go do schoolwork, which he could not handle. Like, Braylon doesn't handle stress well, and I really (laughs) want him to work on finding outlets because as of now, I don't really think he has an outlet um, as far as relieving his stress because he's not consistent really with working out. He's just now kind of getting into other things like stocks. But of course, you know, I think his brother and um, myself, we had to like push him into getting into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he pretty much like he'll just walk around. He'll just huff and puff. He will you know, just say how much he hates something. And it's almost just such a like negative and pessimistic attitude. That was you a know? bad time. Ooh, oof. So what do you think? What are you how do you feel like you know you're running empty? Or I guess what were you feeling in that moment? Because I think you knew you were running empty in that moment. But yeah. what were you feeling exactly? Everything that you said is true. So when I was in that grad program, uh basically all of all of my time was, yeah, all of my time, like waking up to going to sleep, it was just grad school. That was all on my mind. I didn't replace those uh, thoughts with something else. It was just grad school, grad school. Even when I was at work, I wasn't even uh, really putting my all into my actual uh, profession. And I, uh, it basically consumed me. And it was a very depressing time. Like I was, I had to tell Terry once, like, I had to tell my parents, uh, I think I'm depressed. Like, I'm not happy with who I am right now. 
I'm thinking about uh, dropping out of this program. And um, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. But uh, I had a group of friends uh, that was going through the same thing. We were in the same grad program. Uh, I think that's honestly what got me through. It was a group of uh, five of us in the same grad program. And we basically was each other's uh, support. So, yeah, find you some friends in whatever stressful, stressful situation. And, um, of course, after graduating, I pretty much vowed to never, ever, never, ever, like, put uh, myself or uh, my relationship back into that situation because uh, I was bringing uh, <clears throat> I was bringing those bad days at work from thinking about grad school and those bad days of like attending the lectures and um homework and tests and assignments and i was bringing that into uh my marriage so uh that wasn't a good situation so i will definitely not be doing that again i'm so excited yeah <laughs> i'm so glad that you brought that up braylon because what i was literally about to ask you is what would you tell Braylon now, like what you know now, what would you have told yourself back then, back then being um, a black male in a professional program? Um, what was some advice that you would tell someone like when you, as you were going through that, what would you tell your younger self? Because I think that it's really important, which you really um, it kind of brushed on was depression and, and being able to identify that you felt that way. And I think especially in the black community, especially with men, you don't really you're not really allowed to be in tune with your feelings especially feelings that um our culture views as weakness i mean literally like 15 minutes ago i just said i hated crying and so we're kind of that that thought is kind of indoctrined into our belief system into our culture and so i guess if you had to talk to someone who was going through the same thing as you if you had to tell your younger self what would you tell yourself as it relates to depression or as it relates to being in that stressful situation. I would tell myself, you're going to get through it. Like you do <laughs> everything. <laughs> Cause now I look back on, I look back at during those times and I think, man, I was, I was stressing out for uh, basically nothing. I mean, I mm -hmm. completed all of my assignments on time. Mm -hmm. I could have uh, basically just changed my attitude about uh, the way things were going and just took a, a more positive approach. And I probably would have, uh, I probably would have completed these assignments and these tests and these quizzes in a better timely fashion. I probably would have uh, done that in a quicker amount of time. So, so I'm glad you said that because um, one of the things that I had to do for him, I really what feel like I had to be his help meet or helpmate, you mm. know, that's something that you do here. When mm. he, when mm. I noticed that he was stressed and he was going through that time, I had to be the positive person for him. I had mm -hmm. to, you know, encourage him. I had to say all of these extra prayers, you know, for him that mm -hmm. Jesus would, you know, give him the strength to get through this program, mm -hmm. give him the strength to get through his job. And I will also have to sit and like talk to him and say, you know what, Braylon, like you're going to get through it. It's, it's really not the end of the world. Yes, this is um an obstacle but you're going to overcome it like change your mm -hmm. attitude change your perspective and just watch how your entire situation changes mm -hmm. so i had to do that for him because he could not see that for himself at the time right, right. Yeah. wow that's good a wife that's is good. a good thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
<laughs> wow, that's good. So like switching gears for a minute, we've kind of talked about what it's like to be in a relationship. On the flip side of it, what about our listeners who aren't in relationships, who are either in nursing school or maybe they just graduated from nursing school, they're working as nurses, working as nurse practitioners, um, working in healthcare in general, working as professionals in general. Um, when we start talking about dating, before we even get to the ring, before we even get to the relationship, I kind of wanted to touch bases on that because I feel like last episode, that was kind of my my topic. You know, Terika was able to give her perspective from being married and being in a long-term committed relationship. And I was basically like, nah, girl, it wasn't that easy. Like, <laughs> one mm-hmm. fairy tale, like, beginning, you know, for me. And so I was right. really curious to hear the guy's perspective and just kind of hearing about, like, what it's like leading up to that happily ever after. Um, And I know you guys like dating while you guys were in nursing school or while Terika was in nursing school, Braylon wasn't in nursing school, Um, (laughs) but dating, yeah, while you guys were in college and what that kind of looks like. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar, like making those sacrifices and being help meets to each other. Um, But just kind of hearing Braylon and Darrell's point of view on dating or getting to that point. So. So just to make sure I understand the question properly, getting to the point of finding the one, because I'm the one, right, baby? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <there you> <laughs> what? Basically, like, well, how did you get to the point of finding the one, essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Say, say Brandon, you want to start off this, or you want me to get it? We Go have ahead. to tell. No, we have you to tell them the first. infamous story. Please let's hear the story. We have to tell the oh, infamous story. Let's hear this. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay. All right. Quick synopsis. <laughs> All right. Give the mean? true version, not the short version. All right. So uh, one day, I'm it's my sophomore year. Uh, I'm moving into Rest Hall at UAB. It's a co-ed dorm, so uh, women and men uh, stay in these dorm rooms. So um, I'm moving my stuff in, and I see... Uh, this is where when I first see uh, Terika on the second floor of this dorm uh, building and she's on the right side and I just I just see her open the door and I just say hey and she's like hey I was like okay she's cute and I just continue on moving my stuff into uh, room 221 Terika was in room 201 wow, you still remember the room wow <laughs> yeah. okay I remember the details. that's love right there okay person. I remember numbers but uh, of course, uh, there'll be days I just I'll just see her in the hallway frequently, frequently, and uh, somehow we followed each other on Twitter. Did you follow me first? I, I don't know. I can't remember. You probably followed me. Probably looked at my picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know I was following Braylon on Twitter. Let's start Man, there. They, okay. they say that all the time. Shut Keep, up. follow me first on Instagram. It's no biggie. I did not. Yeah. Don't say that last. Finish exactly, your story, Braylon. But I uh, see her as I'm going into my dorm room. I was like, hey. And then I had, I was like, let me tweet something. It's like, man, that, I had tweeted, man, this girl uh, that stay uh, down a few doors from me that's by the ele- elevator that's dark skin with the long curly hair, man, she fine. <laughs> and guess what? She liked the tweet, y'all. She liked the tweet. <laughs> hey, game on. I did because I knew I was the only dark skin girl down the down the hall with curly hair so next to the elevator i was real specific so yeah she just had to check the tilt (laughs) 
just had to check the temp real quick just to make sure. <laughs> right, right. So she knew it was her who I was talking about in my tweet. So uh, I slid in those DMs. Going down in the DM. Going down in the DM. So yeah. Um, and if we have any older people um listening, DM is a direct message. Oh, you ain't even had to do the old people like that, bro. You Don't Facebook have DMs? It's not the same thing. Instant it's a message. private message or instant oh. message or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, you shady for that. Bro. Yeah. Well, everybody doesn't have Twitter, you know. So. <laughs> but yeah, and it just it's history from there. Um. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Seven years later. Me and Darrell totally opposite. Like. Not really. Well, well, in terms of before we met, though, like Tarek and Braylon have been together for like seven years, seven or eight, y'all. Seven. Seven years. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, on that part. Yeah. On the last so episode. I was, what's y'all's story? Well, that's what I was saying. On the last episode, I was telling Tarek I had to kiss a few uh, frogs before I met my prince. You didn't have to. You just had bad choices. You're right. <laughs> I said that, too, that I made some bad decisions along the way. I'm not, you know, like, you know. I accept that. Folks yeah. said it, it, it's, it's deliberate bad choice too. Like folks told you, don't do that. Oh, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> no, you ain't have to go off on me like that, <laughs> bro. You could have. Because like... you'd be doing that now. That's okay. the reason why you okay. support. Um, story behind how we met. So, um, let me yeah, just from your you perspective, because she told me her, she told me her version. So, oh wow, you know. she's probably out here lying, but that's okay. I'm not even worried about it. I'm just gonna be the authentic. Um, because it's funny because we actually just had this conversation the other day. Because like. She was really trying to downplay, like I didn't just pull it out the water, like you know, like I was bass fishing. I'm like, I don't know why you don't bass want fishing. I'm not no fish. It's not about the fish. It's about <laughs> I you. You, know, mm -hmm. I, you I, ain't pull me. I allowed myself to gravitate towards. However you. you want to worry, whatever makes you sleep better at night. <laughs> um. So what happened was somehow me and her followed. We've been following each other for quite some time. Ain't no Instagram. somehow. Tell the story. You followed me first. You I'm, saw a picture I'm of me. My sure, line sister, my line sister posted a picture. Which we one? Victorian. That might have been how it was. You said that's how it was. Don't don't switch it up now. <laughs> that might have been how it was. It might have been Victoria. And you were like, picture. "Oh, she's cute. Let me follow her." And then he thought I was ugly. Oh, I sure did. Well, yeah. we, we, we're gonna work away with that. Okay. Okay. We're gonna work away with that. So, um, we have been following each other for a while. She posted something on Instagram. And at this particular point in time, I had been like, you know, kind of successful. I had a couple of successful attempts of shooting. Of getting like you know successful DM diving, but the actual attempts just didn't work out. Like I was like, okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. So um, I hit her up as well. She had posted something about she posted something about uh, coming to terms with her flaws. So I shot her a little nice little line talking about um, what did I say? I remember I was trying to break it down. She was, we, we were actually out eating tacos the other day and she was telling, trying to tell me that like, I just randomly pulled stuff. And I was like, oh no, I was like, Denzel, I'm surgical with this. Like I very, I hit specific points in order. So the first thing I was, I mentioned was something about, you know, just the beauty and something being perfectly imperfect. And I believe that for sure. And then, you know, that led into me asking her, you know, who else do you know to act that thinks like this? Cause I need some more people to hang out with. And then she go like, oh, I don't really know too many people. I said, oh, okay, well, in that case, I guess I got to hang out with you for the time being. And then, boom, got in there. Um, she over here kicking. Next thing you know, um, the, the, the reason why I really tell her I pulled her is because I never asked for her number. She gave that to me. That's how I know I pulled you. I would like to interject oh. and say that he offered to feed me. Yeah, I did. That was part of it. Just, once again, you got you to know. I read the scouting report. I knew what to look for. <laughs> 
Like we had we so we had a nice little conversation. Um, she gave me her number. We um chatted. And I remember the first time we met up, we actually lived in the same apartment complex at the time. So that was the funny part because she used to run around the apartment complex, and I never saw her. Like I think she was two rows up from me in that particular complex. Like she was right there by the front office, and I went to the front office all the time. So it was just actually pretty funny that we never seen each other. Um, we have a very we we're almost we're like almost always one off in our circle of friends. Like there's a lot of people that she knows that I know. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends, um, our friends, some of her friends. Like so, it was, it's always kind of a surprise that we never ran into each other. But um, gotcha. that was kind of how we first got started. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any more to the beginning meeting story? Like we like we hung out. You thought I was ugly. Oh yes, yes. So let me tell you. So what happened was, it's really a shout out to my sister. I have an older sister and um, it's really a shout out to her. Cause I remember when I first, I shot, I shot in the DM and then she had posted a more recent photo. Cause I kind of knew what she looked like, but you know, you kind of go back after you shoot the shot in the DM. Then, oh, she's interested. Let me go back and double check to make sure this is what I want to do. And <laughs> there was this picture she had. So she had this, what do you call them? A Bob wig. Is it a bob with the little middle part? I think that's how y'all. I think that's how y'all refer to it in y'all's terms. Bob yeah, wig. bob wig or something. I hate she had a bob wig with a middle part. So first off, my girl's a very beautiful woman, but she has this kind of a. She has a big head but a small head. So that bob <laughs> wig, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't the right shape. So when I first see the photo of that wig, I'm looking at that wig and I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this dog. <laughs> and then she had the audacity to post two pictures with the wig. <laughs> that second. The second picture with the wig, I'm looking and I'm like, I don't know about this, dog. They, I remember when we first met each other, the first thing that went on, I was like, oh, she actually is cute. Okay, I can do it. Because what happened was I was telling my sister about it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we're having a little conversation. And she cool, but I just don't know how cute she is. And my sister happened to scroll further down her Instagram because, you know, I scrolled like within the first maybe two or three rows. My sister scrolled further. And she's like, no, she's really cute. She kind of looked like Nia Long. I said, oh. I said, hold on, wait to see. I said, oh, okay, you're right. She is cute. Okay, cool. It must just be the wig then. And then when I met her, she had a short hair because um she had just cut her hair off. You know, dealing with well, probably part of kissing them toes, but you know, neither here nor there. It was a frog, not a toad. Frog. Uh, same, you know, same thing. Slight, slightly different phylum. But um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, she had short hair, cute little short hairstyle. She really did look a little like Nia Long. I said, oh, okay, I can do this. She was a little shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, typically I like taller women because, you know, if my son can't make varsity, that's just not my fault. But mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you special, so. Aww. But, uh, anyway. Moral of the story, women, y'all Moral. gotta make sure what wig you choose. That wig Akita was... She wouldn't have been here, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm talking about, she like... She wouldn't have been here. It, it, was, it, was, it was really a close call. Like, if you... If oh, my I, God. <laughs> I still got the photo of that wig. Like that wig, I, I'm gonna keep on to that photo because people really gotta understand. Like the the wig was sliding on her forehead. The wig was almost touching her eyebrows. I'm like, uh-uh. he is lying. I'm like, hey, y'all gotta part. send us this picture. Ooh, sis, I'm glad you made the cut. I'm so glad you made the cut. Yeah. Okay, Darrell. Prior to meeting me, though, how was dating? You know, you have your master's degree. Mm-hmm in computer science with the uh, concentration in bioinformatics. How was dating prior to me? Did you find that it was easier 
to date people who kind of had degrees or was it not really much of a difference? It was just who you could catch a vibe with. Like, how was that for you? Um, man, that's such a long time ago. I really it was go not back. that long ago. It feels like it. You know, every day with you is like a year. I don't know if I take it as a compliment or not. It's a happy year. Shut up. <laughs> um, let me think. How was it dating? Bef- how was dating before? So I guess to a certain extent, I guess my biggest problem was, you know, like time management. So like I, I do know this when it comes when it came to dating and going on dates, that was very time consuming. Um, I had to really kind of plan that out. Um, there were just so many because, you know, the top priority was finish graduate school. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can't let the dating interrupt that because that's a very, you know, particular time frame that's, that's occupied. And all honesty, I was in relationships for a large majority of it. Um, so when it came to the dating part, I guess part of, when it comes to those dating parts, part of it was the fact that I was so busy. So there's a lot of things that I had to kind of change when it came to how I did them. Um, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. And that was one of the things I know for a fact, for one, the relationships that very quickly showed me this is not what I need to be in because, you know, your significant other. I believe there should be a mutual benefit. Uh, there's a, there should be a mutual level of benefits from being with your mutual other. Like they should want you to do the best that you can do, and it should be reciprocated. So whenever you start finding out that you're the one making all of the sacrifices, you're the one that you know putting your sleep schedule at risk. I'll never forget that first relationship. It was a very particular time. I remember, we used to always get into arguments. For some reason, uh, we were always getting arguments late at night, and I'll never forget the first time. We got into an argument because I used to go to work at seven in the morning. So we might be in an argument to 3 a.m. And I got to go to work the next morning. I'll never forget the first time that wow. we got into an argument and she had to go to work. And she all of a sudden wanted to say, no, I'm ready to stop arguing. I have to go to sleep. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that ain't got not, That did not answer my question. The question was, you know, how did I, how did I find uh, the issues with dating? And I was saying that, you know. With was, dating someone who maybe had a degree versus someone who didn't was my question. I don't know if I dated anybody that didn't have a degree. Mm. When I think back on it, like actually dated. Like talked to or even was interested in. Yeah, I don't think any of Why them. Why not? Do you think that there's a difference? Like, do you think that like, or was it just someone you just couldn't catch a vibe with any person? Like, why didn't you date anyone? Do you think that there's yeah. an underlying? I don't, I don't even know if it's like an underlying. It might just be that I just never really came across anybody because, you know, when you're in grad school, or when you're in, yeah, when you're in grad school, like a lot of people I, I came into contact with somehow in the process of um, school. So I'm trying to think, I I would think off the top of my head that someone without a good degree would be a little bit easier if they understand time management. But did he just call me complicated? Oh. Is that what you heard? <laughs> no, it's about, it sounded like it. It's not about complicated. It's about time management. You have, you know, when you're in grad school, when you have class and everything, you know, I can definitely tell you for a fact, I have way more free time now that I'm working than I ever did when I was in school. Yeah. I don't have to do homework. My work day stops when I leave that computer. I don't pick it back up to the next day. So it just opened up a lot more time. So that's what I was thinking. But, you know, I'm probably wrong on that. So, um <laughs> Okay. I wouldn't say it was too much of a like I said, you know, I well, I guess you know what it was. I didn't look I looked for people that were compatible to my schedule. I didn't look for people that I knew our schedules would clash because I knew that that was just a 
um, dead end that I was going to. Like, there's really no point in continuing down that road because eventually, if that schedule really is as incompatible as I believe it is, it's just not going to work. Now, there were, I'm not saying that I came to that conclusion just off of a quick glance. There were typically several conversations that went into me solidifying that decision. But yeah, I just don't think there were too many um, instances where someone without a degree and it, and it might just be that I just didn't run into any. You know, I'm I've been told I'm very um, oblivious to uh, you are people trying to holler. Girl, and hop down, I cannot so. tell you how many old biddies at Walmart I had to look mm. at a little crazy because they be trying to hit on him and he just so mm. oblivious to it. Like, oh, they were flirting. Okay, y'all, I got mm, one yeah. last question. I don't know if Terika has any more, but this is for both of y'all. My question, my last question is this. What advice would you give to our single listeners? And keep in mind, it's probably majority women. No offense to my brothers out here who's listening. But what advice would you give to our single listeners in terms of dating, you know, in the professional realm or, you know, not dating in the professional realm? What what advice would you give them? And that's for both of you guys. Yeah, I got a lot of advice I could give. You talk about in terms of just when it comes to dating professional? Dating as a professional. Dating as a RN. Dating as a nurse practitioner. Okay, yeah. Um, Brandon, you want to start? Can I start the last one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as dating a practitioner or a professional in healthcare, my advice is to just make sure that uh, you're willing to uh, sacrifice your time and be willing to uh, be there for them when the, when they had those tough days at work. And uh, also make sure that you level up because they're a professional too. They're a professional. Mm -hmm. So uh, okay, try and be the best. Mm, come on. <laughs> <Level up. laughs> just try, try and be the best at your profession at whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. I just leave that mm -hmm. at that. So okay. be a power so, couple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a power couple and be your own couple goals. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> you think you said something, don't you? <laughs> Look, be Drop your own power goals. Couple goals. <laughs> you think you created a hashtag? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, he is on you, sis. <laughs> yeah, he on me. Heavy. Darrell, what advice would you give uh, single nurses, nurse practitioners, single professionals, single just single people in general. Oh, I, I just break it down. So for the guys, um, yes, Braylon is very right spot on. You know, for one, please understand that these women are typically always going to be that looked at as that phenomenal superwoman, but they're not Ooh. behind closed doors. They do break down. Um, that's one of the biggest things. So you have to know how to recognize that and be there for them because, you know, they always have that saying of um, who's there for the strong friend when the strong friend is weak and oftentimes that's nobody and that's one of the probably one of the worst feelings that you could come to so that's one of the things that you have to really be ready to step up into you also have to have your stuff together because like look they they ain't hurting they don't need you around like you know what i'm saying like it's it's a it's a privilege to have them around and to have you around but it's not a necessity you know so when you're adding to their already stressful schedule it's not gonna take too long my guy <laughs> It's only going to be so long that a lot of them are going to put up with it. So, you know, just really being able to understand that, like you said, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice. And sometimes that sacrifice, the sacrifice should always be on both sides mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes, especially in the medical field, because lives are on the line, you can get a little tunnel vision. 
And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, work comes ahead of all these things. You just got to be able to, you know, really be able to remind them, hey, we have a certain standard that we're going to both operate at. And, you know, you just got to keep each other accountable on that. Um, that's for the men, for the women. Um, it's kind of hard for me to speak on the women because I'm not a woman. But well, if I just had to, to them. advice to them is as nurses, as nurse practitioners, and they're single right now, dating, looking for their bow looking for the love of their life or not looking but just you know um just know how to really understand your schedule really understand your needs um typically you're going to always be time is at a premium you know um that's mm-hmm. very standard across anything and with time being at a premium you always want to make sure that you're not that your priorities are in order so if the relationship is going to be the top priority, then you're going to have to set your priority like that. And you're going to have to move that way because I understand sometimes, you know, things come up and that's fine. But there's always should be some type of balance between you getting what you need to get done and them as well. If that balance doesn't exist, then something in the um, priority list needs to be reevaluated. It doesn't necessarily mean the relationship doesn't work. It means that there's something in here that is causing such a shortage of time and we need to reevaluate to see if whatever that thing is, is worth that shortage of time. If a relationship is your top priority, you know, like don't be discouraged because look, and this is for both genders, really don't be discouraged because, you know, Sometimes you have to filter through a little bit, of, a little bit, of, a little bit of dirt, a little bit of dust before you kiss find some, that diamond. Kiss some frogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. No, you no, know, you know, filtering and kissing is different. You got to oh. like, like okay. you, you can filter from over there. Oh. You got to get a little close to kiss. So, you know, oh. Oh, um, my bad. but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, just, you know, make sure you are willing to put the time in because relationships are hard work and it's a different type of hard work depending on each relationship. Some relationships are more hard work when it comes to being able to communicate, which I encourage everybody to work on the communication skills as much as possible because you're going to need to be able to communicate things are sometimes going to come up and you it's always going to be something so just make sure you're able to talk it through because as long as you're able to talk through it you'll be fine so i don't want to get too long-winded because i can give all yeah. kinds of stuff but yeah that's that's about yeah what that I was got. good <laughs> Well, guys, this has been very fun and very, I think, helpful and therapeutic. So, you know, (laughs) like, y'all have been great. Look at y'all. How do you, how did you all like our perspective? Was our perspective good? Are you all glad that y'all brought us on here? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We're very glad. I think that y'all did. I think that y'all did bring like a male perspective to it because that was the thing that Tarek and I were talking about on the last episode. Like, yeah, we can tell everyone all day, like, this is what you need to do. This is the problem. This is whatever. But like we just said earlier in the episode, we weren't able to identify our own problems. Like we it had, right. we had to have y'all to kind of shed the light to us and say, hey, like you kind of lacking in this area because you've given your all. And of course, we recognized it retrospectively, but we didn't realize that once we were going through it, we were too close to it to see it. But you guys seeing it from a different perspective, were able to kind of shoot it to us and say, hey, like you tripping, you need to tighten up, you know? So, right. Yeah. yeah I definitely think that it, y'all, y'all did good. Y'all did good. You y'all did good, did baby. Did I, I, good. I just appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> I appreciate the moment to let my opinion be heard. Terika, you got anything else you want to add? No, that is it until the next episode. You know, um, thanks everyone for tuning in.